right, so we're here at the Country Football Star Year 26, uh, week two review, week two in review, um, and let's go over our hometown team, the Northfield Falcons. All right, so week one, they beat the Browner Bears 42 to 7, and then um, the week two on the road, they beat the Gonzalo Running Rebels 38-14. have you seen so far with uh, the Northfield Falcons? Well, they've got a really good player at quarterback who threw five passing touchdowns the opening week and still was able to open up the holes for his running back to get him 100 yards and a touchdown. Well, the thing I like is uh, they were able to get Gonzalo. There was a year where, you know, Northfield's Falcons uh, offense hadn't been so dominant since the year nine national championship year. Uh, they had lost to Gonzalo, and they were one of the only teams besides Central City Catholic to have a national championship and Gonzalo was there with a very powerful special teams unit and uh, they were able to get a national championship that year and they defeated Northfield um, in the regular season very very embarrassingly very badly 56 to 21 uh, but this year Gonzalo was able to see how the Northfield offense is supposed to go and they were able to get 38 points in a 14-38 to 38 victory. Yeah, we asked Coach Mikey, and he said uh, the Browner Bears defense, you know, it really showed him some different things. They had a player who had 11 tackles, and they had another player who had 10 tackles, and they had a couple kids with, like, three and two tackles. Um, and their defense had maybe two or three pass deflections. Um, and they were – had a their team really – put in review that they had a tough experience on the road playing at Norfield's one of the more competitive, one of the more best student sections in the country football star. They have a really strong home field advantage. Yeah, but the thing that I'm seeing is that, you know, after you go and get six touchdowns in week one, you have to go to week two on the road to a also a national championship venue and really take the crowd out of it and take the team out of it and pull away and get a 38-14 uh, to 14 victory. Yeah, those are the bigger things. Like, it takes prestige and it takes history, but it also takes kids that are willing to put in the here and now for a team like what is going on here in Northfield, and you really have to show respect to that. Beat Browner, they beat Gonzalo. Now it's week three. Week three is coming up, and they're going on the road to Green City, and the Bulldogs are two and zero. What what's going on here? Doesn't look too good. Green City's two and zero. They just they went on the road to Gate Boy and won, and then they won against Gate Boy Christian at home. They're two and zero ball club, um, but. They, they put the ball in there. Their quarterback's got eight passing touchdowns and two interceptions uh, with 726 yards so far for the Green City Bulldogs. He's really been an impressive kid that people aren't going to have high on their radar because of the strong history of national championships in this conference by Central City, uh, the strong regular season play by Huntley, the strong postseason play by Gate Void. 
uh, Gonzalo surprising antics, Northfield strong, tough defense, Reading's competitive play. There's a lot of teams in this conference, in the Southeast Conference, that are not going to tolerate Green City. Uh, and I think that Northfield this week has the opportunity to be that first team to sit them down. There are some things that are impressive enough for me to agree with that. Northfield's defense, I feel, at safety, he's got 11 tackles right now. Um, you know, and that was because Gonzalo was putting the ball on the ground hard. They still had a 200 Russian offensive yard performance. Um, and 286 rushing yards, uh, Northfield defense gave up with 92 passing yards on offense. And then you've got the Browner Bears, who had a really strong defensive showing. Like, they they were able to get a lot of tackles before and hold um, Northfield in the, in the early settings of the game to a low point. But you have to see that Gonzalo really changed and molded themselves into a, a different atmosphere for Northfield. And that's something that no one expected, no one here is going to appreciate because, you know, we're a really hardworking community and we really do the things that it takes um, and we do a lot of good things. Yeah, so what's going on with um, week three? They're going to Green City. What do you guys see that's going to happen here? Green City's got a tough quarterback. I'm not even going to lie. They had some historical years. I remember if we go back, yeah, way back. Um, their quarterback had some impressive numbers. I remember they had a quarterback that put up, I think it was about in year 22. In year 22, they had a quarterback that put up 49 passing touchdowns. And then in year 24, they had a quarterback that put up 40 passing touchdowns. In a year, they had a quarterback that put up 42 passing touchdowns. But they're a high 30s quarterback touchdown per year team. And Northfield realizes that they have the opportunity to win this game. They're 2-0. Green City's 2-0. And playing Gate Boy, that was a serious opener for Green City. Gate Boy was a ranked team this year. Um, and Green City pulled off that upset. And now they got to play Northfield, who's also a very high-ranked team. Well, we have we have to do this. Like, what? Let's look at the Country Football Star Year 26 preseason top 25, and then we'll see what what the coaches are saying now. All right. Um, let's start with Northfield. They were ranked ninth in the Southeast Conference, or from the Southeast Conference. They were the number nine team in the top 25 of the whole Country Football Star. So, yeah, we'll just do the top 10 for now. All right, so the number one team out of the federal regulated Richard Andrews Conference, Light on Capital Spartans, they were number one. Uh, Sandron Hills from the Peak Southwest Conference was number two. The number three team was Auricular Lake out of the Seven Scion Alliance. The number four team is the big St. Paul Presidential Catholic League team, and they were number four. Uh, the number five team, Grandtown, uh, the Grandtown Huskies out of the federal Richard, the federal regulated Richard Andrews Conference. Um, number six, Gold Beach. All right, the number seven team, the Central City Catholic Marina, out of the Southeast Conference. The number eight team, the Big Beach South Club from the South Desert Association. Number nine, Northfield Falcons out of the Southeast Conference. And number 10, 
President Hill Washington out of the President Hill Association. Hill, the President Hill Alliance. I'm sorry, the President Hill Alliance. And we're gonna do this right um, Gold Beach. We didn't announce there out of the South, the Peak Southwest Conference, the Gold Beach Pirates are the number six team out of the Peak Southwest Conference. We've gotta mention that big St. Paul Catholic is uh, the reigning champion for the fourth year in a row. What more can you say like from what we said? Like we've got, I'm not satisfied with Northfield's running back game. They've opened up the first game. Yeah, he got 100 yards and a touchdown. The next game, just 76 rushing yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's got three touchdowns and he's got um, the... He's he's got the hundred yard reach. He's he's almost got the hundred yard per game reach, but he's got to do it against Green City by this week, and I don't think that's gonna happen. And this could be a slower year for Northfield, if anything. Well, you've got to look at the the coach's game plan. I mean, you've got okay, you've got Green City this week. The next week, well, yeah, because. Yeah, it's week. It's end of week two. Yeah, yeah, bias. Um, it's the end of week two. You've got Green City coming up in week three. Then after Green City, you've got at home against Tolo. Week five, Gate Boyd Christian at home. Week six, Gate Boyd on the road. Week seven, Huntley at home. Week eight, Central City at home. And week nine, Reading on the road. So you've got a lot of opportunities for this running back to show that he is class. It's not time to panic yeah there's there's opportunities but you cannot take any of those teams for granted I mean after week after week five it's straight the postseason has started there all right these are the best teams in the conference that you're gonna find um and they're not gonna get they're not your close by clubs that are gonna do this and that with you they're gonna actually do things that are bad for you yeah I mean and you're taking this running back thing very hard they're he could get injured. Uh, and we've already seen, like, the club up north, Fountain Fall. Their quarterback is pulled. They had a quarterback that was starting, and now he's not starting. That's something that's very unusual. Yeah, but you've got to look at the opportunity. Like, there's – Northfield doesn't do that. Like, if our quarterback is having a tough game, the coaches at Northfield are not going to pull him and replace him with the other senior. You say that, you say that at Northfield, but the Falcons, the Northfield Falcons history is if the quarterback is bad, pull him and put in another kid. Yeah, there are things that are occurring like that at other places, but this year Northfield has a quarterback that's not going to do lousy against mediocre teams, medium-grade teams. There's no way that... Green City is going to evolve in Northfield's face, but they're going on the road. The Falcons are going on the road, and that what terrifies me the most. I don't know why you guys got into fighting about the quarterback situation at other places, but not here at Northfield are we going to do that, and we're not going to do that here. Um, but I'm not going to let you guys go. I'm just saying, what... We've got to concentrate on Green City. That's the thing that we're talking about. There's nothing 
supposed to be going on besides Green City. Well, Green City, they have a tough offense. They have a tough offensive skilled offense, and their defense is based upon the studying of the offense and the teams that they study. And, yes, they study Northfield very thoroughly. They're not going to give in and say Northfield's not a good place to study. Northfield is not a very fun team. Northfield is not a team that is going to just give in. Northfield has plays. They have good things going for them. And Northfield is a place that is a team that has places and they have players that are bound to see success and they have coaches that love these kids and they love the things that they're doing at Northfield. But you've got to understand, people are not going to be here to play with the things that they know forth at Northfield as far as other places go. Concentrate in on this. Northfield is a ridiculously talented team. There's not really something Northfield can believe in. They can't believe in that they're going to just go to Green City and they're going to win every game this year. But they have to have team unity. They have to have love for one another. And they have that. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh. You guys are right about the quarterback and situation. Um, like if our quarterback was throwing picks, if he was out there, look at our quarterback stat sheet. He's got five and three. So he's got eight passing touchdowns and one interception. And for underneath 600 yards, he's at 526. Um, cause Gunzella really took them out. Um, and they were lucky only to get give up 14 points when I've seen them give up 56 points to Gonzalo in some years. Not some years. That was the one year that Gonzalo won that national championship. Yeah, but um, there has to be like some type of rendering for Northfield um, because they're a tough team. And the linebacking core, like, the reason that Northfield won that game is because the defensive line and the linebacking core worked together. And then as soon as the ball went in the air, the secondary was there. And they were able to get pass deflections. They were able to get tackles. They were able to um, get pass, um, pass breakups and fumble, force fumbles, fumble recoveries, interceptions. They were able to do those things. And that is the reason why they're there. Um, at 2-0, and and when they go into Green City, the secondary, they've had that experience against a tough team like Gonzalo. Now they've got to play, Brown, they played Browner, and they were able to give up only one touchdown, and now they've got Green City on the road, and Green City has to focus in, and they're not going to be able to do that against this tough Northfield Falcons offense. Yeah, I mean, the coach is trying to get the running back here for 100 yards a game, and when you focus in on your running back as much as we do, yeah, your quarterback's only going to be averaging just above two, 260 passing per game instead of that 300 number, but it's still a noble thing. You've got, you've got teams out there that are saying, okay, man, this quarterback, who, who is he? Does he have the arm? Is he tough enough? And you're going to have the record. You're going to have the defense. You're going to have the surrounding atmosphere to say, yes, I am that type of player. Who out there, like besides Green City, who's out there – in this conference that is going to be tough to play against. Well, they said green, they said Gabe Void. Gabe Void was the next Southeast conference ranked team. And they were ranked 21 um, out of the top 25. And 
Green City beat them. So this is really a, a, a misnomer. This is really something that Northfield is just supposed to normally win. Right? Or what's going on here? I mean, you look at the honorable mention for the rest of the conference. Who's in the honorable mention for this conference? And you see some teams. You see Eastern Fields. And you also see Green City. And you see Huntley. And you see Central City. This is a, um, a tough conference. And people know that. And they've got to respect this upcoming game. I mean, it's just as simple as it goes. And the quarterbacking situation here, it's not going to be something that Green City, uh, their quarterback, yeah, he's got, uh, what is it, eight passing touchdowns and um, like yeah, like 726 yards or 721 yards. Uh, it's not going to challenge our quarterbacking situation here. They've got the same numbers. It's just who's passing the football more, who's doing this and that more. Some fear, Some years – and people should fear this. I've, I've seen some years where Northfield's quarterback has passed for over 400 yards in against Browner, um, and then he's had, you know, 700 yards by the end of week two, and he gets to week seven, he gets to week eight, and his arm is completely gone. And he's dependent upon things um, like coaches spending time away from their family, away from other players for the quarterback only and not the usual standard regulated routine, and they end up losing the game um, without, you know, seeing much reinforcement elsewhere, but it's still the quarterback's responsibility to take care of himself and to be honest and open with the coaching staff. How do you feel about playing? Are you, what, what, what numbers do you want to run and that fit into the scheme that's here at Northfield for the Falcons on offense at the quarterback position? All right, so let's go over week two's numbers against Gonzalo. Gonzalo, they put 286 rushing yards on the ground against Northfield, and they put up 92 passing yards. What happened? Well, Gonzalo, they were running out of that IV, and they played a 34 with it, and they played a 36, and they played a lot of six, and they played a lot of eight, and they played a lot of four. Um, but they mostly played a lot of very good six inside of a eight. They played a six inside of an eight, and their I on the five had two E, and uh, they performed um, inside. So they were getting through tight holes, and they were getting through sweeps, and they were getting through all types of screens, and they were able to put up a lot of points as far as throughout the game, but they weren't able to escape the bubble that the Northfield defense had created. Can you, yeah, can you explain the um, Northfield bubble defense? Yeah, I'm not going to get into it too much, but they uh, had a, they played a 3-4 I sweep two, and then they had a Mikey play a four, and then he played a little seven, um, and I had a, a nice press coverage from the safety and the and the two safety. Um, and their CB1, you know, he played a lot of DB1 as far as getting tackles. Um, and he had some pass deflections. Um, and he held it down as far as getting tackles and helping his linebackers get to their spots and get the tackles and their D-line uh, moving through and pushing back the offense. They did that very well by the end of the late area. All right, well, we're getting ready to wrap it up here. Green City, let's see here. 
Uh, week week one, they beat the Brander Bears 42-7. Week two, on the road at Gonzalo, they won 38-14. And week three, they're going on the road to Green City. Let's hear predictions. Panel one. Mr. Steven. I got Northfield winning this game 56-42. Panel two, Sam. I'm going to say I have uh, Northfield win this game 42-21. Northfield, I'm going to say wins this game 35. I know I'm representing panel three. Northfield's going to win this game 35-3. I don't see them um, doing too much messing around with Green City. They've got big teams and non-conference teams in mind, and they've got to get out of this conference. They can't be here even playing close. Right, I'm panel four, and I'm going to say that Northfield wins this game 42-49. Green City's a tough team, and they pull off that gate void upset. We'll see what happens. And our partner and staff, Dave, what have you got? I'm going to say that Northfield wins this game wholehandedly, 35-28. It's going to be tight, and who who knows what player stands out, but I'm going to see 100 yards on the Falcons rushing, and that's going to put them over the top. All right, so I know for Northfield CFS Radio over and out.